It's a common misconception that drinking eight glasses of water a day is enough for healthy hydration. It is not, people, but sweat consists of water and sodium, which means that you need water plus electrolytes to stay properly hydrated. Thankfully, there are products like Element that have all your electrolyte needs covered. You can try Element Recharge Sample Pack by going to drinkelement.com. That's drinklmnt.com slash people for only the cost of shipping. Welcome to the People's Sports Podcast. I'm Charlotte Wilder here with Mark Titus. Mark, how are you? Happy Do we have Monday breaking news? Today. What is that voice? Is this breaking? Like you, you, you can't. You, you sound like you're cutting into. Did a I just sound like a... Yeah. Is there like a, yeah, a police chase we're throwing it to? Mark Titus has gotten a haircut for the <laughs> second week in a row. No. Uh, yeah. No. I don't know. Did that sound really? Newsy. It did. It, it sounded very, very newsy, but that's okay. The, the breaking news is this. I'll, I'll, I'll cut in for your breaking news. You, you were tossing it to me. You're like, oh, break, yeah? we have breaking news. We throw it over to Mark Titus in the field. Yeah, yeah. Mark Titus is in a helicopter over top uh, an, an ongoing scene. Mark, what are you seeing down there? And I'm going to tell you this, Charlotte. We're back. We're back. I don't know who we are. I don't know. Um, I just feel like my Memorial Day weekend, that was the vibe. I just kept saying it to people. I just kept saying we're back. And I think I met like the coronavirus situation is over. But um, I don't know. It was just like I I just said that that became my phrase. And I I don't really know what I mean. I had a lot of strangers looking at me like, sir, please don't. (laughs) But I was like, we're back, baby. No, please do. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I I said that. I. I actually think that I said that a lot this weekend too. It's just for the proofs we're on a, a wavelength because this is okay. Can I just not to brag for a second? Cause this is going to sound like I have a lot of friends and I actually, most of my friends left New mm-hmm. York city. And I've realized that this past week. Cause I was like, but there are still people around. And this past week I went to an impromptu dinner, like just met friends at a bar, ended up having dinner. That was amazing. Went to a mm-hmm. Knicks game, mm-hmm. uh, sprained a muscle at the Knicks game. Because what muscle? I'm my hip adductor. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say your trachea, like trying to spit on Trey Young. That wasn't no, you. someone you I was the with, one. Okay. Uh, that, that... Lost his voice. Um, okay. So that's how, how did you sprain I... your hip abductor? What are you, were you, were you doing? Jumping up and down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest, Mark. You want to know? Want to feel old? I <laughs> sprained a muscle at a Knicks game. Um, and it wasn't even. It wasn't even for the basketball. It was like the the halftime show. The dog caught the frisbee, and you like exploded. <laughs> You're like, he caught it. <laughs> Red Panda caught all the bulls, yeah. and I freaked out. Uh, I also went to a birthday party. I had people over for drinks. I mean, like, wow. we are back, Mark. That's we what I said. Back. We're back. Right. We're back. I woke up this morning expecting to look like a tomato because I spent so much time in the sun, and I. Mm-hmm. How do I give give me a one to ten you tomato look rating? You look tan. I feel like I don't look tomato You used to the sun. No. Okay, that's good because I I definitely uh, I I put on sunscreen once in the morning and mm. then it's my God given right as an American to not have to do it again. So like I I get I get that's SPF. I get SPF infinity. I paste it on. I get the paintbrush. I dip it in the bucket. I put mm-hmm. it all on one time. It's like eleven a.m. and I'm coated in. And then I'm like, yeah, this will last till seven when the sun goes down, surely. <laughs> and then I woke up this morning. I was like, I am so hot. Like everything is just very hot. And then I looked in the mirror and I was like, I don't know if this is, I don't think it's too bad, but well, so I you're saying it's not the bad? All right. 
I can't. I mean, maybe maybe the ring light is like. I mean, I look like yeah. a ghost compared to you right now. So maybe the ring light. <laughs> I hope the ring light is washing me out. But it could just be that you're tan and I'm not. So. But you know how you know how like you know how getting sun works. Where like in your mind, it's I I see myself every day. I have to wake up and look at this stupid face. And so, <laughs> incremental incremental incrementally. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> incrementally. Me, me, me. Uh, you know, like, I don't feel like I, it's that bad, but then every so often I'll like FaceTime a family member I haven't talked to in a little while. And they're like, Oh my God, what happened to you? And I'm like, I don't know. So anyway, it's I was lucky. It's lucky, Mark. Embrace the sun. But we're back. That's the, that's the gist, Charlotte. That is, that is what I wanted to say to the people, uh, wherever you are whether you're back or not whether you think that you're back like i'm i'm here to say you're back and you i don't know what back. that means yeah like what that means in your life i don't know but just take those words carry them through with you this week as you as you have a short work week and just say i'm back and that's all that matters it's and, like you know the whole manifesting thing where you're supposed to like write down in a journal what you want to have happen or some yes. shit like sleep with a list under your pillow i don't know i clearly don't buy it i think we're back is about as manifesty as i get if you say we're, we're back soon you will be you either are already back and it's true or you're about to be back so and, say it unless you're texas football in which case you're oh, you're, <laughs> you're, you're not back you're not back uh <laughs> Anyway, um, let's let's get to the the emails. I enjoy this. Emails? This is this is always a fun part of my week because well, I I don't read these emails and uh, I have no idea what I'm stepping into. I love going through these emails. Like I get excited when we get them. I read them. I I we've honestly t we've started getting so many, which I love. Please sending them because I think this is going to make our listeners more competitive with themselves because yeah. I can only read so many because we really want to be able to respond thoughtfully to the ones we read. So what I'm going to yep. do is read the ones that give us the most to think about or the most that we ha have to work with or the ones that I really think Mark needs to hear. Mm -hmm. And then we'll shout out everyone else who writes in. So you're still going to get acknowledged and we're still going to say thank you, but like your email has got to be good now. You we're going to keep, like, we're, yeah, it, it is awesome. But I also feel like we're just destined to, to keep the human centipede going where we had like another show we do every week where we're reading the emails we didn't get to on the email show. Listen, I'm down. <laughs> the honorable mentions of the honorable mentions. We might be back, mentions. but I've still got time, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're reading emails that people send in about the email episode about the, it's like, I have no idea where we're at at this well, point. Well, this is show. a great place to start because one of the emails we got was called email centipede. <laughs> 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 and it's from uh, Eric Sheridan, who actually told me how to pronounce his last name, which I really appreciate because apparently I said it wrong last time. So this email is called email centipede from Eric. And you know what? I got to just make this text a little smaller because um, I can't figure out how to make the little window box. Okay, here we go. All right. Uh, see, Charlotte versus technology it is an athlete feud that we should have <laughs> included last week. Uh, all right, here we go. Email centipede from Eric Sheridan. Dear Charlotte Mark, I wanted to apologize for not including how to say my last name when I emailed in last time. It is pronounced Sheridan. Thank you, Eric. After listening to the Honorable Mentions podcast, I heard you talking about if there is an equivalent of a 20-point comeback in tennis. I think there is, and it would be coming back from two sets down in a major. That would mm -hmm. be especially true if you were down a break or two in the third set before making the comeback win in the fifth set. You were talking about the bat that broke and exposed the balls in the bat. I think they should take one of the metal bats from college and cover it in wood. I think that would be a fun That's a great idea. That's ever a great hopeful, idea. Eric. And the reason I read this one is because we once again got something wrong. Um, and What did we get wrong? 
the the, the come, tennis. Come back in tennis. But I guess my question was like, I I know you can come back from down in tennis. It's my oh. question is how often does that happen? Is because mm. tennis feels to me like a sport where the first set sets the tone and you can just kind of the commentators even are like well it looks like serena's winning this one today she's got she's on her game or the other person or serena's off her game this is i don't know naomi osaka which i guess is a bad i don't, I don't want to this I don't is mean so- her sophia name. petrova because but, there's always a russian yeah yes uh i don't know I, I don't know how often it happens but i also don't watch a ton of tennis so like i you know to me but my experience in watching tennis is that someone jumps out to a lead and then the other guy kind of like at, at the end of the first set when they're sitting on the bench and wiping out the faces, the guy who's like losing is like, damn it. I have like four and a half more hours of getting my ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> damn it. Yeah. Tennis sets are so long, man. Oh, yeah. that actually, that brings me to another email that I'm really excited about. I think you're going to like this a lot. Yeah. Um, and speaking of long games, cause this, you might already know this, but this kind of blew my mind. This is from Oliver Pattenden and the subject line is thank you for asking. And he says, when Mark flippantly mentioned listeners should let you know about the biggest cricket game of the year, my ears perked up. (laughs) Yeah, here we go. Given the global nature of the game and the fact that there are no fewer than three vastly different forms of the game played in both domestic and international men's and women's competitions, it's somewhat hard to pin down with the biggest game to the, sorry, it's somewhat hard to pin down what the biggest game is to the broadest group of supporters. But historically, traditionally, and cricket loves tradition, the test match series held between England and Australia every few years is the quote biggest game. I Mm. say game. It's a five match series over a six to seven week period with each mass match lasting up to five days. My God. Did you know that? I've heard of cricket matches lasting forever. Um, but I, I guess I never stopped to think like, surely they're not playing like through the night, right? Like this is like a, let's pause here and pick it up tomorrow morning. That's what deal. I'm assuming. I never, I never, uh, I'm not smart enough to like figure that out. Cause I could be convinced either way. The same with like ultra marathoners. You know? I was going like, to say, I guys- don't think it's an ultra marathon of a sport. Ultra marathoners don't run. stop, right? They just go. They don't stop. Like yeah. you just run and like the 24 hours of Le Mans, that's a, that's a race, right? That they do. There's, there's an auto race. It's one of the, yes. yeah, it is. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm like, sure. That does um, seem dangerous though, to be very sleepy driving. I was going to say like, is that, I, I assume that is, I mean, the name is says right there, 24 hours of Le Mans. I assume they're racing for 24 hours, which seems bananas. I guess that's the point of the sport cricket. Yeah. I could be convinced either way. You could tell me that they're playing for five straight days and this is a war of attrition and guys are like falling asleep <laughs> on the field. <laughs> no, no, no. I think, I think that cricket stops because yeah. they have fans in the stands all the time. I think it's day by day, but this series okay. apparently is known as the ashes. Uh, and Oliver says as a throwback to a recent episode in which you and Mark were listing underwhelming trophies, when you hear it said back to you, you're yeah. just like, wow, this show is, we really do some stuff. <laughs> he says, look up the urn, which is presented as the trophy to the winner of the ashes. It's about four inches tall. Urn, um, the, what's, what's it called? The ashes? The, 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 the urn. The urn of the ashes. Well, I feel, yeah. like if, the, if, I feel like if I search that, that's just going to be you're like. You're going to get a lot of crematorium. You're just going to get a, yeah. The urn of the sacred yeah, ashes? Yeah, a cricket. The urn of sacred ashes is a main quest in Dragon Age Origins that is required. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think it's that one. Uh, although that's a that's a pretty cool. Urn of Ashes Cricket. Why did, like, eventually we're going to get really into Dungeons and Dragons somehow because we'll go down some... Like- yeah, it's literally just called the Ashes Urn. 
which again, very confusing name. Yeah, that's that's a pretty disappointing trophy. Right, that's I'll a pretty. Look it up later, I'm too lazy to type it in right now. Winning but... the Ashes is a te- yeah. Okay, well, this is I'm fascinated by this now. Well, so you're in luck because the Ashes is played later this year. Um, yeah. Oliver says we have about six months to plan a special cricket-based episode and perhaps a watch along to one of the matches or one day of the matches. That's only a seven to eight hour commitment. Happy to help in any way again. <laughs> we should, Charlotte, you should come out here. I should come I to New York say. or whatever. And we got to do like just a live stream of us watching well, cricket hey, for like 12 hours is, straight. <laughs> maybe this is when we're on the road for a show. Oh, yeah. Maybe we could just tack on a day where we just like sit in a hotel room in like Madison, and, yeah. Wisconsin and like no, watch cricket. No, we don't go to Madison. We have Dosecki <laughs> send us to Australia. To- <laughs> yes, there it is. The ashes. <laughs> is that amazing? <laughs> oh, my God. What a... I think I think the biggest problem with this trophy is okay. Fine, the, I'm googling it. I think the biggest problem is the name. Honestly, I think if you if you call it like something cooler than the Ashes Urn, because it really does oh just. Oh my god! Look, this is the. Time it just looks like grandma room. is in that. It just looks like you're you're handed over someone's grandma, and you're like, take it. This is this is the it Ashes like Urn. Stuart Little's grandmother is in that. Yeah. <laughs> it truly is. That looks like one of those weird little trinkets that your grandmother has in her shelf. Yes. Yes. Like yes. These weird. That is, uh, I yeah. I mean, I you think guys my, all have to Google this because this is truly one of the funniest trophies I guess I've ever seen. The one I'm looking at, I can't see how. I need to. I need a. Uh, here, here, scale. here! I'm sending you. I'm sending you this. Uh, oh my god! It's yes. that small. Yes. <laughs> I was on the Wikipedia page, so oh, no, I did saw. You, did you find the one of the guy kissing it? I saw the one of the guy kissing it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what? Yeah, I know, man. Are you? Oh my God! I see a picture. I find a find a picture okay. of two dudes holding it up together. <laughs> that, that, that is the silliest picture. Oh my God! With their little hands on the <laughs> on either side, <laughs> like they're at tea or something. Oh my, oh my God. God. That's funny. that is preposterous. That is really you funny. can't kiss a trophy. I think we gotta we gotta we gotta come up with rules for trophies you can kiss and not kiss, and that's it definitely one be- you can't kiss. It has to be at least the size of your hand. Yes. Yes. You cannot you cannot kiss that. We should make a top five most kissable trophies. <laughs> There's our show. There's, There's our the show. show. <laughs> Thursday's show. <laughs> top five most kissable trophies trophy. I'd most like to make out with. <laughs> Dude, this is this is every single one of these guys kissing this thing. It looks yeah. I'm so glad I, I pulled out because like the Wikipedia page, it's already bad enough. You look at the Wikipedia page, it just looks like a little I don't know. It looks kind of like the little brown jug ish, um, but just very boring. And I, I thought it was like it looked kind of small in the picture, but it, I, I didn't realize it was like the size of your pinky finger. Oh, it's minuscule. There's an article here that the headline is the tiny urn at the heart of cricket's great rivalry. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, does this get stolen a lot? Like, I, I feel like you could. We we should write a movie when Rosenbaum blows up, right? Yeah, and we're yeah. we're just we we have the ultra green light in Hollywood, and people uh-huh. are just knocking at the door to work with us. Uh, we should re- reject them all and say our next project. We are writing a heist movie where the the ashes urn is stolen, and it's stolen. Like the heist is uh there. We have like a a thirty minute scene where George Clooney uh-huh. and all of the crew of Ocean's Eleven are explaining the plan of of what it's going to be and there's blueprints and there's like here are the security cameras here all this and then a guy walks in and he's like what if i just put it in my pocket and walk out (laughs) (laughs) 
And then they all look at him and they're like, who are you? <laughs> He's like, hey, here's the deal. There's no security around this thing. No yeah. lasers. It's yeah. not even in a glass case. I could really just stroll just, by and pocket just, it. Let's throw it in my pocket, want. guys. I look like a cricket player. <laughs> they're like, uh, all right. I like Matt that Matt Damon idea. in a newsboy like... cap. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's Matt Damon as Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, he's <laughs> and like, he's like, I'm just, so much. I've cracked the code, you guys. <laughs> if I just grab the end and put it in my pocket. <laughs> I mean, like, oh, that's, uh, that's here's so one good. more thing about this is that um, the it was the the trophy the urn originated when English cricket captain Ivo Blig. <laughs> <laughs> Ivo Blig's future wife gave this to him. Well, playing on tour of Australia in 1883, I mean. Wow. Oh, wait. The Ashes Urn is not a trophy, but a piece of cricket history. Oh, come on. This, oh is, prop- this is propaganda. <laughs> yeah, right, come on. We're moving on. Anyway. I, I want to shout out, final thought on cricket, but yeah. we'll do a cricket show, but I want to shout out the uh, the guys in Hilliard, Ohio, uh, where I used to live, mm-hmm. um, that would play cricket in, the, in front of an elementary school. There's this big, gra- <clears throat> excuse me, Anyone listening from Hilliard, which I'm sure we're huge in Hilliard, so everyone, uh, we have a large audience. On Cemetery Road, there's this this elementary school with this massive field in front of it, kind of. Okay. And I would drive by there all the time and see guys playing cricket, and it was like the most insane scene. The, just just to hear in, in, in a suburb in central Ohio, these dudes play cricket in front of an elementary school. That I can't even imagine. Makes no sense, right? <laughs> well, like, did people know they were playing cricket? Were people like, what are those guys playing? I I knew, but that's what, like, like I would, every time I drive by, it almost, I, it was, I would almost wreck because I'd just be rubbernecking like crazy. I'm like, I, I don't understand how these guys are playing cricket. Like, who, how does this start? Who are these guys? Where did this come from? And Let's I don't know. go There's, play in so, a pickup game in Hilliard, Ohio, man. There we go. Let's go. Let's, let's go to let's a cricket game. It. Let's take this show. As we've said before, we're taking on the road. <laughs> I don't know how Dos Equis feels about cricket but we're what if like that. what if like in, in retrospect like that is the the u.s national team playing and like I, and then, like that's their that's their facility is be. like the, in front of an elementary <laughs> at hilliard the u.s national the, the u.s is to cricket as the brits are to sailing yeah <laughs> yes which brings so me bad. to another email actually okay. you like that segue yeah that's good uh, yes. this is really good it's called um british people suck at sailing <laughs> From Ryan Thomas, Charlotte, Mark, and Moses. You said the British really should be better at sailing, Mayflower and whatnot. But to be fair to the British, the folks with the expertise to sail the Mayflower to North America did sail away from Britain. The descendants Mm -hmm. of those people are Americans now. They aren't designing Mm -hmm. Shamrock 6. Maybe all Britain's elite sailors left in the 1600s. Yes. Ever hopeful, Ryan. No, I I was scared of the slippery slope he was going down there where everything America accomplishes is actually Britain's accomplishment, which is not true. We can't. No, stop it. Stop. Ryan's a patriot, Mark. Yeah. So that's a great question. Were the pilgrims, when we look back in history, are the pilgrims American or British? Whoa. Uh, (laughs) That trips me out too when you see like, uh, uh guys that like the presidents or the some of the founding fathers and it says like where they were born and they yeah. were born in like british america or something mm. and then i stop and i think i'm like are they they're surely american i mean they found yeah america. yeah but that, that right but out. like they, uh, okay now this is really messing me up i wish we could hear them talk wouldn't it be funny yeah, if they point. all had boston accents <laughs> <laughs> that's where the boss like the boss came from ben franklin being like 
I'm, Here, you know. Yeah, I think I got it. I think like all the bad stuff that happened is we we assign that to Britain and all the good stuff, like the inspirational stuff, the 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 cool stuff is American. So like the Salem witch trials, that was pre-America, right? Like that America was wasn't a country. No, that was definitely sure. British. That was a bunch of British people that came over and set up their little deal. That was the British. That was not. Did America. I ever tell we you about that. how I had to go to Salem like every year in high school because it was near us? Really? Is, oh yeah, is no. That, they do they have like a museum? Do they have like a? Oh yeah, like no. A it's not just a museum. Historical it's like, site. It's like witch town. Okay, so hold on. <laughs> shout out, shout out, Salem, Massachusetts, for a second. First of all, because my family owns a cheese shop there. My uncle, my co- <laughs> my uncle owns a cheese shop, and my cousin uh, is like in charge of merchandising. They do an unbelievable job. Salem cheese shop. Go to their website. You can ship all over the country. It's incredible cheese. Truly, not just saying that. But they have to close on Halloween because the town is so overrun with people that they can't, the, the people who work there, like my uncle and my cousin, they can't park their cars. So they're like, you know what? We're just going to call it this day because it is so overrun with people dressed up like witches. Oh and, like, my God. So it's stores. And like, there's a, this one really freaked me out when I was in sixth grade. We went literally every year as if you grew up in Massachusetts, you went to, you went on a yearly field trip to Salem, Salem for the witch trials. You went to Plymouth Rock to see where the uh, pilgrims landed on the Mayflower. You went to Sturbridge Village, which was a place where they reenacted what it was like to, you know, be in the 1700s. You went to the Freedom Tour where you like walked around and saw where they dumped the tea in the ocean. You saw the Boston Massacre. You went to Old North Church, like every goddamn wow. year. So by the time you're a senior in high school, you're like, are you like, are you kidding me? <laughs> you're taking me to this graveyard again? But- <laughs> When I was in sixth grade, I went to, there's a wax museum where they put on this like very dramatic show with all these lights and they show this guy, Giles Corey, who got crushed. Giles Corey, I know that name. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they show him, they show this wax like animatronic figurine getting these boulders piled on him. And when they get to the last one, he says, one more. And there's like a devil that pops up. I freaked out. I freaked out. So I was like, kind of an anxious kid and this was not great i had to leave the show and like wait outside for my classmates because i was like nope i'm out i'm not are you serious this. yes it was this like a exists? horror movie if you're if you're 11 years old oh my god i thought i mean i assumed salem massachusetts probably has something like oh no it's uh, uh has something commemorating honoring whatever i would have assumed that the tone of whatever remembrance exists of the Salem witch trials was more um, maybe not to this extreme, but like more of like the, the Holocaust museum of like a, a, like very somber, like let's all have reverence for like what happened here and the huge mistakes that were made here. Let, let us not forget the error of our ways. Yeah, like think- I thought like that would be the tone and you're telling me it's like cheeky no, it's and, and corn. Park. It's like, amusement park. like remember when we uh, threw these women in the ocean and, oh, yeah. and to see if they drowned and then they did. Ah. <laughs> Too bad <laughs> ladies. I mean, you could have a bachelorette party. at What? Salem. what? Like commemorative coins, you know, you put a quarter oh. in and they like roll it into a different coin. I mean, it is, there are also though a lot of like crystal stores and fortune tellers and this like is modern day witches. I mean, it's really incredible. I that's the most American it. thing ever, though, if I'm being honest. Like that is very American. That monetizing we, just trauma. monetizing trauma. <laughs> monetizing trauma. Sorry. <laughs> Pretty much. They're like, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm very I'm very sorry this happened to you, but uh 
how can I profit off of this? Can we just how turn we a all, quick profit? It sucks that, listen, it sucks that it happened, but it happened and there's nothing we can do about it now. So we might as well make money. From Look, it, this right? is to help you. You know, we're just looking at the ROI, baby. Just- <laughs> oh my God. Are there people, I assume they're, we're, we're spending too much. Time. I was getting my last question. Are there people, uh, I, I assume that like think they are witches that oh, flock yes. to this place. Yeah. There are people that are like, I am definitely, I am a descendant of the witch. Uh, Hardcore. The- yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh yeah. No, they are like, if you want to be a witch, if you are a witch, like Salem is your jam. Yeah. It, are witches okay this is too much okay. no 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 <laughs> i mean as, as, are, as, what are the difference between witches and wizards did jk rowling flesh this out w- weren't you know, witches I, in harry potter yeah, i don't know i, I, I read them once she, i'm and, i'm going i'm going with my own definition here a witch has a i think being a witch to me is like a pretty badass thing like if you're okay. a witch you you are a i think i think a woman but maybe you can be a male witch i don't really know mm. um you know what, Mark? I'm gonna do some research and get back. Yeah, to I I feel like here, here's wanna... my here's here's my answer to that. I think yeah. I think witches are ugly wizards. <laughs> I think yeah, like the no, wizards. Witches are beautiful, Mark. I think like the the wizards are like the cool kids, and the witches are like, ugh, go sit over there. Go sit at the witch table. Okay, you need to re- you need to go to Salem, Mass, <laughs> my friend. Um. Yeah. Anyway, that will. I have another story about Surbridge Village, but I'll save that for next time. Anyone from uh, Massachusetts listening is going to be like, "How did we get on this?" By the way, oh, we we're talking about sailing and yeah. the pilgrim. Okay. All right. Back to sports. Back to sports, please. But here's Stick the sports. sports. One. Here's okay. Sports one. Uh, the subject line is Aaron Rodgers has already retired. It's from Tim Culp. He says Dom and Letty. <laughs> Not totally sure what's going on there, but here we are. Given Mark's track record of predictions, which have already happened, I'm 63% certain that Aaron Rodgers has already retired. <laughs> also, in Charlotte's focus on the Knicks for funniest rivalry, she misses the best one, which is the Knicks versus being a competitive NBA team. Mm. I'll hang up and listen, mm. Tim Culp. Yeah, the Knicks, uh, the, the, the magic of the New York Knicks being back uh, was quickly... It's, but but you, you will always have that one playoff win where Madison Square. We'll always have yeah. Wednesday, May twenty sixth at Madison Square Garden, where all the bros were in the streets chanting, "We want Brooklyn" and and all that. That was a that was a fun. Night. I didn't, for the oh. record, I didn't chant, "We want Brooklyn," because <laughs> your hip was hurting. You're back yeah. home. I, I was your in hip. too much pain. Yeah, um, I was. I drank so. I drank. I didn't drink that much beer in yeah. a while. What? I felt gross. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What were you uh, so Aaron Rodgers retiring. Uh, my question to you is this. I want Aaron Rodgers to play football because I selfishly, I, I've talked about my love for Aaron Rodgers as a football player. I, I, I weirdly enough hate the Packers and I, I've always hated the Packers kind of ish, but from the moment Aaron Rodgers started playing for the Packers, I was like, this guy's awesome and I want to hate him, but I kind of can't. And it was very confusing. And then it, up until like a few years ago, I finally, a few years ago, I finally was like, you know what? Who cares if he plays for the Pat? Whatever. Like I'm, I, I love watching Aaron Rodgers play football. Uh, so I want him to not retire. But I also work in sports media, Charlotte, and mm-hmm. as you know, part of doing this job is um, cheer. Sometimes cheering less for like what would be in the best interest of everyone else, mm-hmm. and instead cheering for yourself and making yourself look good. <laughs> yep. That's the you part just of summed it up. That's how that's how it works when you're a sports journalist is you just cheer for 
yeah what 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 makes me look better than my peers so now i'm in a weird position that just real quick interjection they call that quote cheering for the story cheering for the story really cheering for yourself it's just cheering for yourself that's what it is it's like i had this take and now i want this take to be right uh so i i find myself in that weird no man's land of like I guess I don't need to be pessimistic about this. I should be optimistic that I, I want Aaron Rodgers to come back and play football, obviously. Mm-hmm. But if he retires, this is great for, for me because I said, I think Aaron Rodgers is retiring. And I, I'm not pretending I'm the first person to say that, but like it, it, it kind of, when I saw the pictures of him by the waterfall, it's like, that's the face of a retired man. <laughs> that man's retired. <laughs> that man good. does. That man is not, is not Jones and to get back into two a days. That's uh, the midsection in, in of Wisconsin. a man who's done yes. playing football. Yeah. So now I kind of might be cheering for the story, Charlotte, because if he retires, mm. Mm. I'm cheering for the story because then we get so much that will give us so like that will give sports media like two years worth of content. That's true. About Aaron Rodgers retiring. Like if he plays again, it'll be like, OK, whatever. But if he retires like that will be a headline every time the Packers play football. That's also precedent, which is important because moving forward. Yes, you can always because because you could say like this could happen. What if what if what if we saw the end of Patrick Mahomes and someone would be like, come on, what? He's he's 31. What do you mean the end of Patrick Mahomes? And you're like, Aaron Rodgers retired after he won MVP. It could happen. <laughs> wow, I love that. I so love we'll always that. be able to have it, right? That just that's a, that frames everything in a different way for me. I love that, Mark. It's that like you that precedent, you can root for precedent. Yeah. I never thought of it that way. Like you can root for something to happen so that that can become the talking point bench. Like Tom Brady's seventh Super Bowl. With yep. precedent. Yeah. So now, well, exactly. Tom Brady has, has created precedent that now you can say Mac Jones is going to win seven Super Bowls. <laughs> and you're like, that's crazy. That could never happen. You're like, uh, there's, a, there's a guy by the name of Tom Brady who was drafted 199th. Uh, he won seven Super Bowls. So don't tell me it's impossible. Okay. Have you seen and, the side by side of Mac Jones in college yeah. and Tom Brady at the combine? It, so Aaron Rodgers retiring, our, our realm of possibility expands. And that's good because then we can throw out hypotheticals and people will say you're crazy. And then we can be like, yeah. And everyone said we were crazy when we said Aaron Rodgers are going to retire too. So how about you go ahead and kiss my ass, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and eat my dust. <laughs> uh, I like that. I think that we need to, I mean, have we gotten anything else right though? This is my question. Cause we, Boy, that, you want to talk about a show that we could do that no one would want to listen to is what? our t- top five times we were right. <laughs> and it's just like, all right, so here's when I was awesome. No, uh, no, so no, number no, no. five was <laughs> that has legs that has like, because you, because the, the premise is that we're so often wrong that it's yeah. not top five times. It's the only five times it's top five. And it's like number five and number four for me, I put non-applicable. Uh, we got to skip. <laughs> number three, I said, Brad Stevens was going to IU and Vegas took it off the board because they got scared that it might happen. Uh, I'm counting that as a win. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> we should, <laughs> that is hilarious. You did that. We should do, we should do top five times we were wrong. Yeah, because there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> and the and the top one for both of us is icing. Icing, yeah, icing, yeah. Icing. Uh, um, all right, here's an athlete feud we missed from Dustin Brewer, um, because we had already talked about it before. So I got really excited when I read this one. He said, "Hey, Charlotte, Mark Moses, and the PSP team." I don't think this feud is funny per se, but I had to mention John Rocker versus New York City. Versus oh yeah, Canada. yeah. Remember, because you taught yeah. me about John Rocker, who is the pitcher, the Braves mm-hmm. pitcher, who went on a rant he's, about New York City. It was basically uh, the inspiration for Kenny Powers. 
Right. It was John Riker. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he also says the reason I really had to read this one. He said, thank you guys for everything you do. And Mark, my mom says a new haircut makes you look hubba hubba. That's a direct. Wow. Well, hello, Mrs. Uh, what's her name? <laughs> Brewer. Oh, she, mm. Mrs. Brewer. Hi. Yeah, so don't Mrs. let that Jim Halpert. Hi, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Brewer. <laughs> DMs are open, Go Mrs. right Brewer. to his head. Right to his head. God damn it. <laughs> Shouldn't have read that. Um, also, I have a haircut today, so. Oh, yeah. Look at you. I, it's hard to tell when you're like. You got the headphones on and all that. So and I'm sorry. My hair for ends not. before the screen. Yeah, before the screen. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to be able to tell, tell. But um, yeah, John Rocker, uh, this is this is something I probably shouldn't say, but I'm going to say it anyway. Don't uh, the I miss being young and naive and stupid and not mm-hmm. socially aware, which is uh, part of growing up is like you have to like pay more attention to whatever. But um, there was a time where like, John, because John Rocker is not a good guy. He's just not like a, a good human being. But I, I, I miss like laughing at John Rocker <laughs> instead of like, you know, like, and then instead of like hearing guys say stuff and you're like, now I have to stop and think about like what the impact this might have on certain communities and groups of people you know like as you get older like i miss i miss that young uh ignorance you miss the that blind I naivete of white privilege <laughs> yes 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 i mean like because i was i was a kid like obviously i mean i'm a, a straight white dude from rural indiana so like yeah. i you know like a, a kenny powers type dude is just like funny to me and i was like that's pretty funny and well I'm, that's why I'm, it's good kenny powers exists because he's the satirical version that you're allowed yeah, to laugh at yeah yeah so uh john right like so it's really weird though because like the nostalgia of john rocker i it's hard because like you did what's the maya angelo quote you don't remember what people say or do you remember how they make you feel mm-hmm. and john rocker made me laugh so much that like i look back on it i'm like john rocker was awesome and then you actually like stop and like remember <laughs> right. things he would say or like things he would do to people and you're like wait like, did i get that wrong <laughs> my feeling inaccurate yeah yeah so uh anyway i i don't remember like i i guess i should actually look back on john right go ahead read read the next email but i i right, I, 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 I don't do know if john rocker is the best example but just like guys like that that's one of the weird things about getting older is uh i guess it's not weird it's, it's just being responsible and being aware mm-hmm. of your surroundings but uh um well, i have one thing in that vein um did you have you seen bo burnham's netflix special I did not. I've not seen the new one though. It is. It's good. Incredible. And I love Bo. I mean, it is truly. And there's a song that he sings um, about being another white guy, um, and it just reminded me of what it's. It's the best description of what it's like to be online that I've ever seen. And it's also yeah. like this past year in the pandemic, and it's depressing, but it's also absolutely hilarious and the most genius thing I've ever seen. All right. Well, I, 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 every, every Bo Burnham is one of those guys that's like, uh, uh, I don't know how to phrase it. He's, he's, he's so good that you, I almost don't even laugh at him. I just like, Oh no, that's what this is. You know what I mean? Like, like it's so funny that I just go, Oh my God, that is so fun. Like I just stare at the, I just like, that is the funniest, most clever thing I've ever heard in my life. There was a moment. Mark, you don't even laugh <laughs> where I'm watching it. And I was like, I was, I was shocked. I was like, that might be the single funniest image I have ever seen in my entire life. I'm not yeah. going to tell you what it is because I want you to watch it. And then I'm sure you'll know. 
Yeah. Just anyway. Okay. I, I feel like there, there's an episode of, of South Park where Cartman sees the funny. I forget what it was, um, which I, I love South Park. So it's kind of embarrassing that I don't remember the context of it. But he's, he hears like the funniest joke ever. And then he just like can't laugh ever again because he's like, I've I've reached the pin. I sometimes feel like Bo Burnham. I'm watching and I won't laugh once. And I'm like, that was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I don't laugh because I'm just like gobsmacked that someone yeah. can be that talented. Anyway, I also what- then get a little sad because I'm like, I thought I was funny. Yeah. You know, I thought I was my yeah. whole stick is that I'm funny. And then I go back, I, I, I revert back to like, all right, so Bo's more talented than me. He's more handsome than me. He's uh, he can play instruments. He's, he's, he's better at everything, but at least I'm taller than him. And then I Google it and he's like six, five. I'm like, damn it. What? Uh, I, uh, he's also a year, two years younger than I am. He's younger than me as well. Um, by the way, as, as all this was happening, I looked yeah. up John Rocker's controversial, I basically just went to the controversy page of his Wikipedia page to make That's sure. That's how you know that, you made it. Yeah, I was controversy section. I, I wanted more clarity when I was saying he's like a bad guy. Is like mm-hmm. how bad? And then I was reading some of the quotes, and yeah, I don't. I, I, he was a bad guy. Really bad. <laughs> like, really bad. Okay, I'm not trying. To John Rocker, him. bad. He's a bad, <laughs> okay, he's a bad guy. Uh, bad guy. Uh, well, here's no, an email anyway. from Susan Brewster uh, called Random. She says, "Hello, Charlemagne and Mark Twain." <laughs> all right that's a new one. i have a bunch yeah i was like okay hello susan um i have a bunch of random fun follow-ups you get to determine how fun they actually are i'm gonna read uh three of them because there were a lot uh she says this made me laugh out loud i grew up sailing and because our family is generally geeky we have some odd named boats in our history one was a boat manufactured by a company named viking and it was a racing boat so mom got into Viking mythology and we named the boat Nagelfar after some Norse warrior that came out of the north and slew legions. Seems a little violent as I type this that, now 47 years later. That's that's doing too much, I think. Nagel, I don't know. Nagelfar. Nagelfar. Nagelfar, yeah. You can't that, that's, me, that's the equivalent of getting like a Japanese symbol tattoo on your arm <laughs> as like a white dude. And you're like, this means courage. And you're like, dude, what? She just wrote courage on your arm? <laughs> and then it actually means like chicken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You go to Japan and everyone's laughing at you. Everyone's like, why do you have chicken stove tattooed on your arm? <laughs> uh, Nagelfar. Okay. So um, Big Brother got into racing. Also a Laser 28. And he worked with laser technology. So he used a part of laser manufacturing. Collimation as his boat name. Oh, no. I know. So, okay. But Susan, we forgive you for those two. This is what I really wanted to read to Mark. She says, I apparently live near where Abner Doubleday was born. I knew he invented baseball, but didn't realize the local connection. He was born 30 minutes from here in a small town near Saratoga Springs. Also, he was in the Union Army and shot the first shot in defense of Fort Sumter, which was the battle that kicked off the Civil War. Who knew? Whoa. That's about, that's, if I could describe our podcast to anybody... I would say that sentence right there, the guy yeah. who invented baseball, it turns out also what, you know, like that's the rabbit hole we're looking for. I heard uh, the bullets that he was shooting at the Confederate soldiers. He only, Stop. he, o- <laughs> wait, he juiced him. <laughs> no, please, please. Okay. I was gonna say he he only hit a third of them. He only had a thirty three percent success rate, but uh, everyone said that was a Hall of Fame <laughs> type performance. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> um, here's an email. I decide I'm going to end with um, ni- the nice ones um, to us because okay. I do want to read a nice one, but I'm also not trying to like gas us up constantly. Um, we discussed this last time. Subject line of this is hometown favorites from Corey Bieberstein. And he says, Char and Mar. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this email just doesn't ramble on too long. So I will try to be quick. Um, Anyway, he says, I want to thank you both for putting out a great podcast that is both very entertaining and hilarious. This is a side tangent, but I found it funny and thought I would share. I recently tried to explain your podcast to a coworker when I was telling him what I listened to in my car since I don't listen to music too often. In doing so, I tried to elaborate on what your podcast was since saying a dude and a chick talking about sports and whatever else pops into their head wouldn't be that enticing. (laughs) I realized that by doing this, it started to sound like a summary of a bad rom-com movie. Basically went like this. Meet Mark, a blue-collar, corn-fed kid raised in the fields of Indiana, brought up to play Indiana's favorite game, basketball. Switching loyalties and leaving the Hoosier State, he became a Buckeye and later took his dog and towns to California. <laughs> and then there is Charlotte, New Englander who went to a private all-girls school, raised to be a connoisseur of the high-class lifestyle of classical music and sailing. Then one day in a Fox Studio office, their lives would change. Working together, the honor chemistry between the two unlikeliest of co-workers is fueled by their love of sports, boating, and fart jokes. <laughs> Coming to you each week, the People's Sports Podcast. so i was like thanks Corey. (laughs) how would you describe this show to people i don't i don't know how because i i this happens to me a lot like uh as as i'm getting as we're getting back out there into the world and you're Mm -hmm. running into people and the friends i haven't seen in a long time uh or or how's things man how's work how's stuff going i'm like it's good they're like you still doing the show with tate and i say yes i'm still Mm -hmm. thank you for listening and and knowing that i'm still doing that That the fact you have to ask tells me refreshing your yes. um, and and then i said i saw you're doing another show with, with charlotte is that true and i said yeah and they're like what's that and then i'm like ah <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, how much time actually, you got? <laughs> this happened to me on on saturday night um where i was trying to i was like well you know and and you don't like saying if you're meeting new people and they all do like cool jobs and, and then they're like what do you do and you're like oh i have um Ooh. I don't know how to tell you what I do. I am a sports person. And they're like, what the f***? Excuse my language. They're like, sorry. (laughs) What? And I'm like, "Um, well, and then, you know, I'm like, well, I have a podcast. I'm like, you know, and a lot of people have heard of you, which is cool. Oh, wow. I do a podcast with Mark Titus. Um, And I'm like, it's, you know. Is it it more moms? It's it's all moms. (laughs) They're all like, hubba, hubba. Uh, No, and I'm like, well, you know, it's sort of a, like, we do, we pick a story and sort of go on a tangent and um, mm-hmm. try to, we try to do stuff no one else is doing is what I find myself saying. Yeah, that, that is kind of our, our, our mission statement is that we, we attempt to do a show that no one else is doing and more often than not, no one else is doing it because why would you? <laughs> you know what else no one's really doing? You really got to stick like... the landing if you're going to do this. <laughs> Yeah, uh, what else but, aren't people doing? Yeah, I mean, like, there's a lot of things in this world that people aren't doing, and they're not doing it for a reason, and it's because it's stupid and it doesn't work. But you know, no, you know different. how I would describe it? What? We're the jackass of sports podcasts. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, it's a jackass because it, because it does not to brag, but I do think it works. Okay, who? Which and- one? Yeah, which one are are you? Are you uh, Stevo? Are you Knoxville? 
I don't. I was either one of us is Steve and one of us is Johnny Knoxville. I feel like I'm Johnny yeah. Knoxville because he's like everly optimistic and that he keeps like letting you know bulls give him concussions. Yeah, you know. I, who was who was your favorite jackass guy? Had one of those two. Those those two became the biggest stars. There were a ton. Do you remember? I, think I liked Steve-O. You like Steve-O a lot. But I also, you know, I liked. I mean, they they were very. Um, informative to anyone who grew up around our age to our <laughs> senses of humor like embarrassing as that is it's like chris pontius was always my favorite uh i don't know if you remember him he did he was one of the wild boys they did like a spinoff oh, yeah. wild boy show yeah uh he was I don't remember he, him, he was party boy too party boy was his move oh. where he would just uh like get in the speedo and just start dating and it was funny but as i've gotten older um knoxville has like as i go back and rewatch it knoxville is the guy i mean it's it's the the one i think it was jackass too the movie um but it might have been jackass the first movie maybe it was the first movie doesn't matter one of the movies when uh he the 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 famous it's famous to me because i think Mm -hmm. this is this this is literally the pinnacle of comedy to me this is the hardest i've ever laughed this was my nothing will ever be this funny moment that we were talking about earlier when they take the air horn to the golf course (laughs) and on everyone's backswing they're hitting the (laughs) air horn and then the one guy in the group yells at him, like, don't do that again. He's like, we're sorry, we're sorry. Then he does it again. And then uh, the guy turns and tees up the ball to hit it at the bushes that they're at. And Knoxville has the presence of mind as he sees that this guy's about to hit a golf ball a thousand miles an hour at their faces. He has a presence of mind. To, and as that guy goes to the backswing, he hits the air horn as he's hitting it at them. And oh my God. I might re- go rewatch that. That's the funniest thing I've ever that. seen in my life. So anyway, how do we get on that jackass? Because that's oh, what our podcast, you know, it's where are, like other, like jackass is a kind of show where other people aren't doing it for a reason, but it also, yeah, but it kind of was worked, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's one last thing in this email from Corey um, that I wanted to read to you, which is, um, I'm from Northeast Indiana and your podcast is by far my favorite commuting podcast. After graduating college, one of my best friends moved to Mark's hometown of Brownsburg. Since Indiana's- Let's go, go dogs. Yeah, since Indiana is far more exciting and fun than the cornfields of my small rural, rural town, I visit him often and like to have a few of your shows saved to listen to the ride down. It is exciting to listen to Mark talk about his time growing up in Indiana since I too have similar experiences. Then listening to Charlotte discuss her life of voting, having sports teams that <laughs> yeah. win, and not yeah. being a horse girl, and me thinking to myself, I have no idea what this life is, but I'm all for it. Yeah, yeah, it is. That, that's what makes it work too, is it's yeah. just like we're both just staring at each other like, what? And, <laughs> what oh, but on? here, but here is the bad influence that we can have, which is the subject line is email, and it's from Matt Ench. He says, uh, by the way, Charlotte, I use the line ever hopeful to a company I applied to since they stopped responding to my emails and voicemails. <laughs> Needless to say, I never heard back from them. Oh, well, it was for the best that one didn't work out as I had a better opportunity soon after. Forever appreciative of your pod, Matt. Ever hopeful. That'll never, that, uh, that'll always be funny to me. Ever hopeful. That's okay. so good. That'll, like, that'll last. Don't try this at home, kids. <laughs> like, come on. Um, we we should. Oh, uh, uh, sorry. I, I just got an idea. No, yeah. You you read in a couple of these emails where they're kind of highlighting our how different we are. You know, <laughs> I, I'm a little bit country. You're a little bit rock and roll, as we know. <laughs> um, what if we did a show? <laughs> another bad idea. Yeah. Uh, where it's like a Freaky Friday show, <gasps> where I'm just like trying to channel my New England. Uh, <laughs> Wait. So how would it be? Like I don't know. Top five I don't know. Oh, you know what would it, it would be. I would have to do a list top five things Mark loves from home or like about growing or like 
yeah yeah i i don't know or maybe I, just like top five things mark loves i just love the idea of like you trying to be me and me trying to be you on the show <laughs> we'll <laughs> do that in person and i'll dress yeah. up and like slick yeah, my hair we'll dress up. Mustache. <laughs> i'll just wear a sailing costume and have a massive glass of wine like the, like the like the girls colors. on snl when they were doing you know like cecily strong comes out with that vat of wine i'm one of those yeah oh, anyway, anyway we got a shout out um Oh, yeah, I'm supposed to mention toast. It's Toast Tuesday if you want to go to our Instagram and check out my toast. Uh. <laughs> Can you start an OnlyFans with toast? Oh, that's brilliant. I could probably make so much money. It's an OnlyFans. And everyone would be like, yeah, okay, quote, toast. And I'd be like, no, seriously, this is just bread. It's just toast. It's literally only toast. And people keep following you because they're way, like, they, in their mind, they're like, surely at some point she's going to drop some nudes. They're like, like, there's at least going to be a foot pick. And I'm yeah. like, nope. Nope. But maybe. Nope. It's just only toast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that went well. Uh, shout out Jim, who sent us pictures of his dog, Roxy, and we love it. Shout out Adam Zimmerman, Alan Van Vlack, Brian Gate, Wesley Glenn. You guys all wrote in. We so appreciated it. Um, I think there are a few more. Wally wrote in to apologize because um, he says that he saw me at Monday Night Raw once and didn't hear. And, and he said that he loved my podcast at the time, but I didn't really hear him. He got nervous. And so he said it again. And I said, thank you, apparently. And he walked away quickly. And he says, I'm dumb. Sorry. And I say, no, Wally, thank you for coming up to me. I am. That probably made my month. Um, mm -hmm. And so don't feel dumb. Um, and he also says you should be nicer to Spike Lee. Um, mm -hmm. We've got one other here. Um, Hunter Lambert said that we should do a segment where I uh, called. I tweeted this and it's just me reading every tweet of mine for the previous 48 hours. <laughs> Uh, that was email of the week. I'd rather watch slowly into the Gowanus. <laughs> uh, oh, Ashley from Chicago says that there's a website called GeoGuessr. Uh, I'll send it to you, Mark, where you put in a Google Street View in a random place and you have to guess where you are. Oh, yeah, yeah. My buddy sent me this like a yeah. while ago. I forgot about it. That's So we can do that. Um, that's fun. Yeah. No, I, no, I, because I, because I, I, I had mentioned, it, I assume it's because I had mentioned I'm a, I, I just sometimes just like look at maps, <laughs> which is oh, very sweetie, very simple. I guess we'll put it's a simple amazing. life. I, <laughs> sorry guys, can't come to the party tonight. I'm a uh, locked in on uh, this uh, Eastern Europe situation, just trying to make sense of what's going on here with these, like, with the, all these countries. Did you know that Bosnia and Croatia used to? And everyone's like, oh. Geez. <laughs> Um, Ellie Fristak wrote in and she says that, um, she's a public defender investigator for the state of Missouri. So if we need someone to consult when we're trying to track down missing people, um, Ooh, that's good. she's there to help. And, uh, I think that, I think that just about covers it. Did you watch mayor of East town by the way? Oh yeah. Did you, did you, yeah. Like we could talk about the show itself, but I just wanted to, I maybe not cause I don't want to spoil it for anybody that's, that's going through it, but I just wanted to, to mention in general, just the, the, the one thing that that show showed me more than anything else, and, and I'm from Brownsburg wasn't quite like what they showed there, but like they hit a lot of small town, even though it was like in Pennsylvania, like they hit yeah. a lot of small town Midwest beats of like what just uh, just everything's like tied together that like the, the one character who's your dentist is actually also your best friend's cousin's stepdad and okay. like you know right. you just know everybody it, it, no one has like one role in your life there's always like 
multiple yeah. avenues to get to that person. Uh, so it, whatever, what I was going to point out is, is the one thing it accomplished best to me was the opposite of glamorizing uh, being a detective. Cause you, you, you mentioned the, this, this uh, lady who wrote in and said, if mm-hmm. we need help finding people. And my mind just went to like, after watching Mayor of Easttown, any part of me that wants to be a detective and solve cases. And like, I feel like, I feel like Hollywood uh, and, and Hollywood as, you know, even storytellers, authors, whatever, throughout, media throughout history glamorizes detectives to where it would be a cool job to, to drive the mystery machine around and solve mysteries and all of that. And then I watched Mayor of Easttown. I was like, oh yeah, this would be the worst job ever. Like this, this job sucks. This job sucks so bad, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, like, this yeah. would be so stressful. Everyone would hate you at all times. I don't know. I, I, I was like, I, whatever part of me wanted to be a detective after watching that show, I was like, yeah, that's, I, that's probably a more realistic look at cop work, which is like, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, no, my, my takeaway, um, was similar. I, um. I thought that I would like Jean Smart, who plays the grandmother, to be in my life. I'm obsessed with her. I'm also oh, yeah. watching Hacks, which she is in. It's the summer of Jean. I'm here for it. I also thought I'm not sure that I would um, like to have my ex-husband living in my backyard. But that would not like that. No. no. And I also thought um, that Guy Pierce was going to play a bigger role than he did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I also got pretty good at the Philly accent. So uh, shout out to Social Wes, who is on this record and said that he is currently in the town or like where they filmed it. Um, yeah. And so cover your ears, Wes. But when I go home, I like to get a home. hoagie at Wawa hoagie. and get home. on the road. <laughs> road. Home. Um, yeah, I, I, I just brought that up because uh, she mentioned searching for people. And yeah, I think if you would have told me like a month or two ago you know how, how much fun would that be i'd be like that'd be a pretty sick job dude like you get a mm-hmm. i'm i don't know do what the the guy the up and vanish podcast guy like that's kind of what he did that's how he created the podcast he's like i'm going to i hate that guy so much that's a, i don't <laughs> even know that guy oh that guy's the worst i okay. hate that guy i i i listen to that pod. I, like that guy that guy was the definition of like <laughs> <laughs> I, I always catch myself before i go on these rants and i'm like is this worth it should i do this <laughs> the I guy mean, was like like he just injured himself into the store he would like just go knock on people's doors and he's like uh sir your daughter was murdered violently all these years ago and you've forgotten about it i i this i don't know i don't remember oh the specifics but i remember the vibe of like yeah. he would knock on a door and he'd be like sir i know your daughter was murdered um but uh can you answer a few questions for me and then the guy would be like who are you can you please leave me alone and then the guy like who's doing the narrative podcast would be like i found that interesting what was he hiding and it's like what he was hiding was his life from idiots like you that are like you know what i mean like he kept doing that throughout the thing and then they solved the case spoiler alert but also i don't feel bad about spoiling that because like if you start up I'm and vanish get out get out that, that, that that's a disaster of a podcast uh at the end the cops like solved the case and then the guy does like a victory lap saying like, I'm the reason they solved the case. And then like the cops come out and they're like, no, not at all. We, <laughs> we, we had the leads. You did nothing. In fact, you were getting in our way. Oh my and God. It was a disaster. And this guy had like, no, he had, he, what he did was he listened to cereal. He was like, that's pretty dope. How like, he's like, I had fun listening to that. So I thought, why don't I do that? 
And it's like, the reason you don't do that is because these are real life people going through real life trauma with real right, life, like, you know, oh, and you knock on their door and remind them of the worst thing that ever yes. happened to them. And, and you're, you're trying not to a get, journalist and you're not yeah. a detective. And you're trying to get to the bottom of it and all that kind of stuff. And I, the reason I bring that up is that like some small part of me understood why that guy wanted to go down that path. Cause it is like, you listen to, you watch these, you watch Dateline and you're watching Keith Morrison. And you're like, Ooh, I could crack this case. I could do this. Ooh, uh, how good could I like, Oh, I see. I know who it is. I knew 10 minutes into this show that it was going to be that guy and all that. And you think you're smart. And then I watched mayor of Easttown. And I was like, never mind. I'm out on all of it. I don't <laughs> want any part of that. No part of me wants to ever try. I'm that. with you. I'm with yeah. you. I don't want to be a mayor detective. Also though, no. I did call it. <laughs> what do you mean? You called it. Okay. In the last episode, I was like, I know who did it. And I was right. I saw a lot of people saying they called it. And I, I did though. I was like, there's something about that person. Not going to spoil it. Anyway. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, now we have to figure out what we're going to do our show about tomorrow. Yep. Or um, yeah, tomorrow. I, I don't um, know. You want to do sports, maybe? Okay. All right. We'll figure it out. Cool. We'll see uh, you guys then. <laughs>